Welcome to the Agency X Podcast. Today we are talking about SMS marketing and e-commerce and how you can leverage this technology to be able to increase retention and sales on your store. Welcome to the Agency X podcast. Today, we are talking about SMS marketing, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, we are. And it's the first uh, podcast that we're doing virtually by video. Uh, that is we true. We, we haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, we have done. We haven't done a podcast in a little while. And uh, we, we have done some remotely since this whole thing has started. But uh, I'm glad to be uh, doing it again. And we're going to try it out with video and see what happens. That would be uh, great. I'm sure they'll get better in time. And uh, we're now live from our messy bedrooms. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're listening to this, I'm sure the video quality is great. Probably best you've ever seen. But we'll see how it goes otherwise. Yeah, but the topic I want to talk about today is something that we've been very interested in for a while and kind of ramping up our interest and is kind of a service offering we're trying to get more involved with, which is SMS marketing. And if you don't know what that is, it's essentially when uh, companies reach out to their customer base via like text message, similarly to an email, but it's a little bit more personalized. And John, do you subscribe to any brands personally for SMS? I do. I do. Um, I would say my email box is cluttered with so much junk that it's really difficult for me to get certain notifications, especially my personal email. Um, so when I'm waiting for a product, especially um, the tracking information. Uh, I think that's super important to be able to um, know when it's coming. And I think when you have text alerts, uh, I get the tracking information, gives me alert when it was shipped, um, and also subscriptions. Uh, I subscribe to Athletic Greens, which I think is a really great product, and they have uh, text updates. So I guess it really depends on the product. I, what, what I like about it the most is that if it gets annoying, I just type stop yeah. and they stop. I don't have to unsubscribe. I don't have to give them a reason why I'm unsubscribing. I don't have to open up a web browser or anything like that or marketers spam. Um, it, right now, at least, until marketers destroy it, uh, it's working well. Um, but I can imagine when there's, you know, you have s subscriptions or you're waiting for tons of packages or around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it could you could get bombarded with text, which hasn't happened yet. But I can imagine in the e-commerce world that getting uh, overdone. I think, yeah, I think uh, order tracking is probably a great gateway to getting people comfortable and familiar with SMS marketing because it's been around for a while. I can't mm -hmm. remember the name of the company, but I remember a few years ago, Prior to when I, prior to me being at Avex, uh, we were approached by a, a company given like this pitch presentation about these really customized, specialized like SMS marketing designs. Um, mm -hmm. It was almost like they changed the CSS of the text message so that it didn't look like a text message. I wish I knew what they were called because I wanted, to, I would love to like look them up right now. But I, yeah. uh, it at the time my company didn't go for it because people weren't really using or leveraging SMS at the moment. So 
they might have been a little like ahead of the game because the stuff they were speaking to were people, you know, reordering things through SMS. Mm-hmm. And it was this really cool, uh, you know, really cool like system. But I just don't think uh, people were kind of ready for it in the same way that people with that use like voice, like, you know, like Alexa or Google Home. It's a much bigger thing now than it has ever been. But its adoption rates are still kind of iffy for SMS. It's kind of like that, but a little bit more so i mean i'm a dot i'm like signed up to a bunch of different ones some of them i actually don't know why i'm signed up for for an Mm -hmm. example uh i was looking on the website to an allbirds competitor i I don't know their name they start with like a v but they kind of look just like allbirds and i was browsing through their site and i don't think i really engaged with anything at all but uh, i think i was on my phone though i think i clicked on like an instagram ad and then browsed the site and then left and then I got a text message from them saying like, hey, David, like, does there any need any help with like figuring out a shoe or did you have any questions? And I was like, I don't I don't really like like that because I don't remember giving them I, like yeah. I know if I gave them my phone number with emails. Uh, usually I don't always remember if I do that. I'm pretty conscious about the fact, though, if I give something my phone number and that's happened yeah, a couple 100%. times and I don't know why. Yeah, it's always a, a, a little bit more of a personal thing, right? When you give out your phone number, it's a, l- a lot more personal than an email address. It's, it's less anonymous. Um, it, and when e-commerce brands do it, do anything in a spammy or kind of like, you know, shady way, that's not good practice. But if, if SMS is used properly, it could produce amazing results and a great customer experience. Now, it's not new. It's really not new. Like you said, it maybe is, is take, it's taken a while to have more adoption, but I would say it's, it's m- becoming more accepted in e-commerce, but it's been around for such a long time. Yeah, like, it has. I, I pr- have some experience with, um, with SMS. I um, Actually, a current uh, client of ours, his previous business, uh, I forgot what his involvement was in the business, was for a company called Easy Texting. So my old employer from when I was, when I used to have a job uh, back in maybe about 2006, he started a company called Easy Texting. It was then later acquired and uh, some, someone, uh, someone I know now that's actually a client of ours now was involved in that company. Uh, and that was in 2006. Right, they launched that in 2006, 2007 when iPhone was starting to blow up. So they saw some amazing results and great success. Less with e-commerce. I don't think that they worked integrated with e-commerce at that time, but they were um, using SMS marketing. And this is my theory on why I think. And I did it the other day. And anyone at home could could check this out. But if you go to Google Trends and you look at SMS marketing search results. In around 2006 and 2007, it spiked up, went down, uh, and then in the past year, spiked up again. Now, why is that? And this is my theory, and I don't know how accurate this is. It's just a theory. Um, So 2006, 2007, iPhone's coming out. So texting um, was still growing, right? Still growing. People want to receive text messages. It wasn't, you know, as personal and whatever the reason is. So... And also, there weren't apps at that time. The app market just started, right? So we're talking about 13 years ago. You couldn't do push notifications. So in 2007, 2008, 2009, as these brands started to get apps and do push notifications, why would you need to use text? 
because apps were growing in popularity and you could do push notifications uh, and you engage with customers in a much different way. Um, and this was also before iMessage. So I, I, I believe at that time, some people might have even been on like still limited text plans where you have a certain amount of text or data that you, have, you could go through. Now that's not the case. Now with growing direct-to-consumer brands, no one's investing in apps, right? So especially the smaller direct-to-consumer brands, no one's really creating an app for their e-commerce. They're using web. So how do you engage with customers a little bit more? You start to use SMS because you're not using push notifications. You don't have an app. So I, I think the change in technology is, is driving that a lot. So I think customers definitely want it and they don't mind it. And it, has, it likely has to do with age as well, demographic, et cetera. Uh, but I think the technology and the devices that we're using and where tech is going is allowing for for SMS to be um, to be popular again or gain momentum again uh, because it's not new. But email is not new either, and it's still an amazing return on investment when it comes to email marketing. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of great things with SMS. And there's a lot of really cool SMS products coming out as well from some of our partners. Yeah, and email, well, email, the thing with email is that it's oversaturated, which is a problem that SMS doesn't have just because mm -hmm. of how new and recent it is as a marketing tool. Um, there's a variety of services uh, that I've talked to that SMS, I won't say the one by name, but he was telling me that the, their clients, their like merchants that have been using it, they have like a 98 or 90 something percent open rate within like the first hour. And then they oh, get wow. like a 99% open rate by like the next day. That's and amazing. it's, it's huge. It's because it's a text message and it's a lot of un, you know, underserved uh, audiences because not a lot of people subscribe to it when it gets to a point mm -hmm. where a lot of people sign up for it. And, or even if they like, don't know it, because I'm sure there's a couple of things that I've been part of that I said yes to marketing for that. I don't know if I realized that was also opting into SMS as well as email. So there's a bunch of them that I still have to go in. And I have to say, like, I don't want this because I don't consciously yeah. remember signing up. And then there's actually a few that I did sign up for that I think I'm probably going to unsubscribe to because the only thing that they really do is they like post these deals they have on like a daily. It's almost like a I would almost say a daily basis. Again, I, I won't say the company. I'm not going to shame anyone on here, but um, <laughs> I will give you a hint. It's a company we've talked to, but that's all I'll say. Yeah. But uh, I get something like every single day from them and the deal might be really good. It, it might actually offer like provide an offer for me that I would really like but because I get a message from them every single day. Uh, too it's, too it, it's too much. And, you know, of mm -hmm. course, I think with the problem that some people have is they if you treat SMS like email and I'm not saying you should send an email to someone every day. But I think that's an important thing for kind of any brand to understand is that their email strategy can't be copy and pasted over to SMS. No. You've got to fine tune it a little bit. And so I think that's what we should go into right now is talking about kind of best practices when it comes to SMS and how it's not the same as email. No, it's not the same at all. Um, you need, you can't have nearly as much copy and it really can't be a sales pitch you know email has just people get so many emails so it, you know you can design something that looks amazing you can have a bunch of things in there it's 
easy to scan. But if you start bombarding people with offers, especially offers that are not going to be not going to bring value, um, and they're too frequent, it's it, you're going to get unsubscribes. You're going to get people typing stop. Uh, the ones that I that have brought me the most value are the ones that might be a reminder. For example, I'm unsubscribed and save with Athletic Greens. If I get a notification telling me that my subscription is going to be sent this week, but I didn't use the whole bag yet, I might want to pause it. That's valuable. Or I get a notification that something shipped. That's important. That's valuable. Or if there's a specific discount or a new product release, that's valuable. But if it's just trying to push like overstock product or sales, um, you know, that's okay to do sparingly, but you want to make sure that you're not bombarding. Like you said, you're getting offers every day or even every other day. I think that's excessive. Um, what's worse is that, you know, I see some that come my way that I didn't even subscribe to. Like some, some place, I'll call them out because I don't know who they are. Panini <laughs> Grill. It's this place, Panini Grill. It's like a local Panini store oh, not okay. far from me. And they got my number somehow. And no matter, no matter how many times I unsubscribe, they send me offers. Like offer, you know, order lunch, paninis. I don't want your paninis. <laughs> you know, if I did, maybe if, if you did it once and I ordered and then you reminded me like once a week or every other week, hey, check out a panini. And I really loved paninis. then that's cool. But... You know, it just, it was annoying. It became spam, so I unsubscribed. But you have to be able to bring value. And you're right, you can't just copy and paste your email marketing strategy. It has to be able to um, provide some value to the, the, the customer. It has to be a lot shorter. You can't have extremely long messages coming through. You can do images. I think images would be cool. There's some fun things that you can do. Um, yeah, and... I mean, I, I think sending like a happy birthday text message to somebody with a 10% coupon or something on their birthday, that's different. That's cool. I wouldn't mind that. Um, so as long as it's not bombarding, my fear is that as it gains popularity and everyone's doing it, all merchants are doing it, you know, these brands are doing it, it, it might then become email where you have your phone number being bombarded with spam text messages. And now you're like, you know, now I can't even have a phone number. You have to unsubscribe from them. Although it is easy to unsubscribe from them, it's still, we, we don't want to ruin it. So let's not mess this one up. It works. Um, let's not abuse it. That's all I have to say on 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 that yeah so number number one is uh don't don't overdo it both in terms of frequency and content you want to keep the message simple you don't want to send out so many messages that people kind of tune it out like radio and you know the next thing you got to think about is the purpose of the campaign because when you're sending out emails you'll have a variety of different use cases and campaigns that you have and a lot of those same campaigns can be used for SMS, one great example is uh, like new product drops. I would say that's probably one of the best SMS campaigns you can have because that's actually something I want to know about. Like if I'm, if there's giving a personal example, if Magic Spoon came out with like a new flavor of cereal, I would probably want to know that via SMS. 
because yeah. that's something like cool like that's something that i like and for that brand specifically their catalog is so small and specific that any new thing they put in is you know that's like pretty big for them of course that probably works perfectly for like fashion um mm-hmm. And in addition to new drops, you have back in stock notifications. Uh, I feel like that's better than email because email, I, things tend to get lost. And sometimes these marketing emails will go into my marketing inbox in Gmail. So I don't even see them. So through text, you know, I have like Apple Pay set up. So all I have to do mm-hmm. is click on the link, press the button, and then I'm restocked. Uh, but beside from that, other ones I can think of are like restock notifiers if you have a product that people subscribe to on a monthly basis you can give them saying hey like what are you let's say they don't subscribe yet but they do have a heavy like repurchase frequency there's a mm-hmm. ton of different services like emotive is just one that i know and clavio i'm sure does the same thing with their sms where you have flows that can you know target behavior certain users by specific behaviors i think most of these services have like flows now just to yeah. be competitive and be a little more behavioral but you can you know make reminders of saying hey like it's time to restock or you can use it as an opportunity to upsell them onto a subscription by you know giving them like a little extra percent off i, I hate like defaulting to dis- discounts is like the main thing to like incentivize people to do something but you know when it can it it works doesn't always have to be that way like if someone's like hey like sign up for this and we'll give you a uh, let's say it was like a shaving cream brand it would be sign up for like a subscription of our shaving cream and we'll give you like some like a little thing of like aftershave with your first uh subscription mm-hmm. order um yeah bringing value that's what yeah. that's doing you know and you, you mentioned some really great products there especially clavio has some some stuff going out i'm very interested in what uh yacht Pope is putting out too. I know that they acquired SMS bump and uh, they've, they've brought it into their kind of all in one marketing platform. Uh, So they're doing some interesting things there. And I think there's going to be a lot of growth in that platform as well. Uh, Very interested in seeing what, 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 what happens there, but uh, there's going to be even more that are coming out. Um, And it just makes sense, especially if you're, if you have, if, if, if you're a SaaS, company and you're doing loyalty, UGC, email, you know, whatever these companies are doing, and then you roll SMS into there. If there's a way to tie all of those things together, like, like you mentioned, like upsells and loyalty and um, gathering this information, just the phone number and being able to have simple text messages sent to them, stripping out all of the design, stripping out you know, the fluff and just getting to the core, getting to the value. I think that's what what customers are looking for. Um, and as long as you're not annoying them, they're going to stay. Uh, and and that, that's really what you want is, is, is to um, increase retention. If there's another way that you could increase retention, increase customer lifetime value, that's where you're going to see some really great results because it's much cheaper to be able to sell to a current customer. You know they like your product. You know that they like the experience. Well, what can you do to bring even more value? And how can you focus on customer experience so much, right? So putting the customer first and making sure that you're not just trying to sell, but you're trying to provide a better customer experience uh, is something that is going to, you know, you're going to see so much more growth from that. And you're going to see a a much bigger return on investment. Uh, Not my most favorite company in the world. but Amazon, they from day one have just been obsessive over customer experience. That's what they are. Like regardless of what 
products and offerings and put things they put out. The question is, does it provide a great customer experience? I've never really had a bad customer experience using Amazon to be now that I think of it. So, you know, as long as they double down on customer experience, I think they put everything else secondary, um, including their own employees and possibly even their products that they're selling. Uh, But, you know, they they focus on customer experience and it's not that difficult for, um, it might seem difficult, but for direct-to-consumer brands, especially smaller startups, um, to to provide a, a great customer experience. And you could do so with these tools, things like Klaviyo and SMS, Yapo and SMS and loyalty and UGC, or, you know, gorgeous with your customer service chat. Sometimes, sometimes we're speaking to merchants and, and we'll recommend some of these products and they're like, oh, we're not ready for that yet. Well, a lot of these products are there to support smaller brands. Like they're not there when you have a 20 person customer service team or when you have, you know, 10 marketing professionals working for your company. They're there to help you focus on your business growth uh, so that it could supplement and act as an extension of your team. Uh, so I think, you know, kind of rethinking how, how brands are utilizing these tools, especially SMS, um, and, and how they're able to you know, put a strategy together. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of really cool things coming out, especially with the holidays coming up and Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And, you know, we, we all know that that gets crazy for all of us. <laughs> marketers and merchants and all you know especially this time of year well i think the the interesting thing too is have you taken a look at have you ever heard of judy they're like they make survival kits and but haven't seen the website so on their website they only collect uh you know people's phone numbers you'll notice at the top of their page uh i don't think i don't think they have a navigation that appears immediately but as you scroll down the page you'll see there's like a mobile uh icon mm-hmm. on like the navigation even at the bottom for like the subscribe cta it's only it's mobile only i don't even think they have like an email mailing list they just purely communicate with their customers by mobile and they're pretty much like diving all in and doubling down on that over email which i think is interesting they're somewhat of a newer that brand is, and that is interesting uh and it's just kind of a cool i think it's because they turn it more into like a conversation where things where and which can be the case with some brands, especially for people who are more brand loyal. I think that's where SMS is going to go, right? Like, you know, eventually it'll become like email where it's really oversaturated and no one's going to want a thousand different text messages uh, in their inbox from, you know, brands. So the people that are going to stay subscribed to them are the ones that they actually really care about, which is why focusing on current customers, you know, regardless of what we talk about, I feel like we do circle back to, you know, trying to improve customer retention, which is a big thing that we really care about. And you'll probably see in the future of SMS, that's kind of where it'll be catered to the most. Uh, Besides for like mundane things like order tracking, which everyone will probably want with that at some point, or like even back in stock stock notifications, that might be a simple use case that they want it for. Mm -hmm. But then once that use case is over, they'll like, you know, unsubscribe. But for the people that are really loyal to a brand, love hearing from a brand and, um, you know, some of them actually actively communicate with them, let's say through, I'll use Gorgeous, for example, Gorgeous integrates with a number of different SMS providers to the point where I'm sure some brands that are using that, they actually talk to their customers that way. And it's more of like a back and forth. You can have mm-hmm. automations that will handle a lot of mundane inquiries or s- simple standard ones. 
But let's say, for example, if you're talking with someone and it's an automated response flow you have set up, but then they notice that the conversation is negative and there's some of these services have like attribution tracking, not, uh, not attribution tracking, like emotional tracking. There's a better word for it, but it basically mm-hmm. determines based on word use uh, whether someone is saying positive things or negative things. And then it gets directed, if it's negative, it then gets directed to a real person. And I think kind of using that is really smart. Yeah, that is smart. That is really smart. Um, and you could do that with social too, right? You were talking about chat, but you could do it on social. Yeah, yeah, you could pretty much with flag others, that in yeah. with there. Yeah, that's that, that, there's so many great tools. Like even thinking about what was around um, a handful of years ago, five years ago, and the growth that's happened with all of these like SaaS products and, and what you're able to do with SMS and chat and automation and Shopify plus and, and other platforms. Like it's just been crazy. Did you hear about that? I know this is less about SMS, but I posted it the other day. Did you hear about that new checkout called fast? Uh, yeah, I actually saw you posting about it on LinkedIn. I've, I've looked into it a little bit, but I, I couldn't really like get a lot about it. It's, is it, it's just a, it's a checkout solution, right? Yeah, so it, it, um, <clears throat> it's a checkout solution that allows you to save securely, I guess, save your shipping details, your credit cards, things like that, um, and then use it to check out on multiple different websites. So you buy from, web, from Merchant A, you put in all your details, then you go to Merchant B, and you don't have to put in your details. You just click fast, and you could check out. Um, and I think that's really interesting of course, the merchant has to have it installed. It's not going to work on every website. <laughs> yeah. Assuming that some e-commerce platforms might be against against that because I'm sure it has to bypass the checkout, especially for like it, it, Shopify. Is it sure. I was about to ask. That was my one thing when I was looking at it because there is that, uh, what's that really like quick checkout experience? I think it's like Bolt or like... Bolt, there's Bolt. Bolt, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's available for Shopify and it and it bypasses Shopify. I think. Oh, I it finally know. is. I, I've um. It, is oh, it through I a native integration or something else? I I remember Bolt didn't do. It wasn't on Shopify for a while. Um. I. You know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm misspeaking. But I'm. I'm almost positive that um that you can use it on Shopify. But um I could be wrong. Um, I feel like that's a conversation itself. We could probably have an entire yeah. podcast episode dedicated to the checkout experience and why yeah. it's, uh, you know, about Shopify specifically, because, you know, we'll, we'll kind of get back on topic. But just as this brief aside, uh, Shopify is very strict about their checkout. Anyone who's a yeah. Shopify merchant who's ever used the platform knows that every single website will pretty much look the same from the checkout. Like you can mess with mm-hmm. the colors a little bit and some of the stylings and you, there are like widgets like order bump and a few other things that actually lets you put things like upsells or notification mm-hmm. bars or other things in like the checkout itself. But you know, you can't, mm-hmm. um, I would say like a frequent ask that we get from a lot of brands is to implement a single page checkout experience because mm-hmm. it's a little cleaner and it's a little bit faster. Um, but there's reasons why Shopify's checkout is the way it is and it's optimized for years and I won't get into any more than that. I feel like that'll be a entirely separate yeah, conversation. That could be another one. But, yeah, but you are right. Bolt is not available on Shopify. It is available on other platforms and Fast is available on other platforms. I don't think it's going to be something that 
Shopify merchants can use. I mean, Shopify, look, I understand why Shop, Shopify wants to have that gated. One, they've put a lot into testing it. They know it works. And also they have Shop Pay. Like that is, you know, they, they want to make sure that, and it, it makes sense. Like, you know, you're not able to use the app Apple App Store to buy certain things, right? So it's it's a little bit more of a walled garden, um, and that's what you're buying into, and you're buying into that ecosystem. Uh, so they don't want people messing with the checkout, and they also, you know, it's a business. They make money from people checking out. So does Fast. So does you know other other platforms. Um, but I, I I just thought it was very interesting that someone hasn't done this already, where you know, you store all this information and now all of these amazing products are coming out. And this one's super interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this progresses with uh, the different platforms that it uh, integrates with and how it actually ends up working. Um, you know, because it looks pretty cool. And as if, if customers like using it, uh, then it's gonna if it provides a better customer experience, then that's something that's gonna be popular. But I think we're yeah. gonna be seeing a lot more from them in the in the near future. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Uber of um of like checkouts because it's you know they don't own any they don't own any stores, but it's an account that people can create and they can use it to check out anywhere. Um, so it's you know they basically own the they basically own the best part of the funnel. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is the best part of the funnel. That's where all the money is, right? Um, but yeah, speaking of funnels and sales and things like that, we have a we have a a, a webinar coming up soon. That's true. Next next week, I believe it is. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, I think it's September eighth. Uh, we're going to be right September 9th. It, yeah, 8th September. 9th. Anyone anyone September who's listening 9th. to this, it, it's not. <laughs> I don't. I don't foresee this going live before the, before the okay. webinar. So we, we had, had a webinar. We it was had great. A webinar. We it had a well. webinar last week or the week before. It went well. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, we were speaking with Yatpo and Bold, uh, and had some great conversations with them about uh, Black Friday Cyber Monday. So uh, we're definitely going to be having some more. We're definitely going to have an episode on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I would hope, uh, so we could talk about some additional things that merchants can do uh, to help support them during that time. Because, you know, we don't need to say it over and over again, but, you know, e-commerce has grown so much this year due to the pandemic. Uh, it opened people's eyes about, you know, trusting online shopping. And it's uh, definitely something that is going to be different this year. By different, uh, we yeah. mean a lot more competitive uh, and all of those things. So maybe using SMS might set you apart. Uh, maybe you could you could try to you know uh, bring some additional value and, and, and drive some more traffic to to your site if you're using it. Yeah, and to get back on your point about, um, I think the reason why you brought up fast is because of how it does kind of decrease the purchase funnel by making it simpler, which is what SMS does. Uh, because mm -hmm. you know to the back in stock use case, someone clicks on you know they they subscribe to SMS for coming back in stock for something. And the item comes back in stock. They just click the button, and very likely they can either check out with Shop Pay or Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever device they're using. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it does kind of decrease that funnel too, especially when the value is like the offer is salient. I feel like that's like the same with like everything. You know, the secret of you know what's the secret to like great email? What's the secret to great SMS? What's the secret to 
uh, you know, a blog post, like getting people to read a blog. It's, it really is all about like providing value, which is, it's easier said than done. Um, it's a lot easier to actually understand what your customers want from you. And that's why Mm -hmm. I'd say that's why like surveys and feedback and user testing is important, which SMS could actually be a pretty great way for doing it. It could be a pretty quick and painless way of getting a user to fill out a quick, uh, you know, a couple of questions. It could be a survey oh, set up yeah. where it's asked like text messages. It could be as robust mm-hmm. as a multi-message survey where someone's like, hey, do you want to fill out this? Do you want to answer a couple of questions for us? And we'll give you um, give you like $5 off this thing. And they'd be like, sure, say yes or no. And then they say yes, they get a question. Great idea. Someone's like, someone answers it and back and forth. Or you could do something as simple as, um, let's say you're a SaaS company. And you want to message a lot of your customers who are themselves, let's say, like merchants. You could say, hey, how would you rate our service from one to five? And the person Mm -hmm. would just have to type in the number. And if it was, I'd say, lower than, I'd say anything lower than four, you'd have the same follow-up response, which is, uh, like, tell us about, like, your experience that you're having. Conditional logic, like being able to have, like, certain conditions and have different responses. And then being able to A-B test that and gather that data. That's That's a really smart idea. Not even just for SaaS companies. It can be for e-commerce companies too. As long as yeah. you're giving some sort of discount. I'd answer a quick survey via text message if I'm getting a discount. I, I likely won't do it from email. If I get an email <laughs> no. about it and then I have to click through, um, I might not do it. But via text is a different story. Uh, a lot quicker. Yeah. So I, I'm open to it. I might start subscribing to a whole bunch of them just to see, see who's, doing, who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong. Yeah, that's why I'm subscribed to a couple. And that's why I haven't unsubscribed from a, a couple of... Because until, until you know what a bad experience... I feel like that's why it's good to have both positive and negative experiences, even if you're the one owning a brand. Because if you can actually tangibly feel an example of what mm-hmm. some of what like a, a bad practice is for something like SMS or email, if you're on the receiving end, you'll kind of know a lot more about like, oh, like I didn't like this. I wouldn't want to be like this. So then you kind of know, uh, you know, you won't be blind to that and you'll kind of understand your customers mm-hmm. a bit. I'd say, you know, a lot with the same thing with email, subscribing to different emails to get an idea of what, you know, companies do right and wrong and 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 all that. I'd say uh, overall, um, before what we learned is number one, don't overdo it. Don't send too many messages and don't true. send a lot of copy. Number two, think of the campaign and centered around that. It's much easier to send a text around a purpose than it is to try to scramble to find some reason to message them. Um, yeah, absolutely. And number three is subscribe to a lot of other companies' text messages, their SMS marketing. Be a consumer doing, of yeah. a, be a be a consumer of anything you're trying to do because then mm-hmm. you'll know what's good and what's bad i mean i'll click on ads sometimes just to see what the landing page is like so that i can get an idea of what a really good landing page that makes me want to buy and i will admit mm-hmm. i have bought from things so then when i think about you know so when we try to think about how we think uh like a, for example for a client who wanted a landing page we'd be like oh well this was a really great uh, option of one or example of one that we think would work for you guys because of this mm-hmm. it's really all about the psychology of it yeah. but and also testing yeah. things testing things because you know if you're going if you're going to run campaigns make sure you're a b testing make sure you're gathering analytics that's what those platforms are for uh especially if you're going to run certain tests um make sure you're looking at the data uh not just 
you know, the sales. You want to see how many people click through, how many people came back, how many people unsubscribed, how many people opened it or deleted it. So looking at all of those, the same things that you look at from email, it's really important not to just set it and forget it. Uh, you want to have those automation flows. You want to have those campaigns set up. But uh, most importantly, you have to be able to gather that data and then make better decisions uh, based on that data. And make sure you're choosing a solution that has a lot of integrations. If you're on Shopify mm -hmm. and you're using anything like Gorgeous, Klaviyo, Returnly, you know, Yachtpo, make sure whatever SMS solution you're using natively integrates with a lot of the other solutions you're using because it ultimately leads to kind mm -hmm. of a more powerful flow and funnel and just kind of helps streamline your your own internal operations, but also helps enhance your own customer experience. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, also being able to um, use things like Shopify Flow, uh, if those things do in, in, uh, integrate, uh, you could use things like Shopify Flow and scripts to be able to automate certain things on the back office and save yourself time. Uh, so it's very important that these things are speaking to each other. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely have a lot of... Um, Definitely going to see a lot more of SMS in the future. Uh, so I think right now is the time that you should start planning some of those campaigns, plan out a strategy, you know, make sure that everything is following your brand tone, your voice, uh, that you're bringing value, uh, and put a plan in place before you execute it. Uh, don't just blindly start sending text messages out. Uh, it's, and, you know, don't, don't be like Panini Grill and um, <laughs> blast them out without permission. That's, that's the number one thing. Don't be panini grill i feel bad they probably have really great panini do you think they're that. listening do you think do you think oh they obviously aren't listening right now it. do you think they'll ever listen like someone from panini grill is like they're just like going no. through podcasts and they're like oh agency x that that seems pretty relevant i want to no. i want to know more about that and they listen to that Definitely and they're like not. and they're like you get another text from them and they're like you're dead <laughs> they, <laughs> they still have your phone uh, number i'd be i'd be careful about what you say they, about they're them. right they might be able to track me it's <laughs> they, might, they might grill you like a panini i'm in i'm in south brooklyn <laughs> so who knows you know they might uh it's definitely some old italian guys that are going to come knocking on my door <laughs> <laughs> do they sell their paninis online do they have any like buy online pickup kind of operation I'm gonna, I'm gonna look right now I, I don't know but they they probably got awesome paninis like we're giving them a, a huge free um let's see where oh they're actually in staten island <laughs> why i'm not i'm not in staten island. i don't know why they would um they would come to me i don't know i don't see they're on grubhub open table i don't see let's see let's check out their website now watch if, i guarantee you oh you could order online yeah uh, if, I if you if you go to panini grill tell them uh tell them david and john from uh agency yes. x sent you and they'll they'll be like free panini they'll be like who's that <laughs> <laughs> Free panini. That's all I got to say. You get a free panini if you get that. I don't know. These things look amazing. I'm, after this is over, I'm getting a panini. Sold. They just made it. They just got a lifetime customer. Uh, that's why word of mouth is so. I mean, this isn't what this podcast is about, but yeah. word of mouth is probably the one of the best. Um, one of the best things you the can best. have in a funnel. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. It's free. It's, there is nothing. Yeah, there's nothing freer and more convincing than yeah. someone else, and not even someone else like a. Like if you're watching like a YouTuber, um, I actually follow this one guy on on YouTube, Adam something. He's like a cooking channel, and he was talking about like his sponsor of the day, and, and it was House. 
um which is is crazy it's it's smart like it's you know Mm -hmm. it's a he does this guy does like cooking and it's all about cooking in your 20s and um you know he aperitifs are pretty on brand for him so Mm, very good idea made sense I, I would probably um for me for like house it's not like i wouldn't try it it's just unless i had a friend who like tried it and be like oh this thing's like amazing i just i you know i i would uh, i'm a big kind of word of mouth person i like to spread I things i really like and <clears throat> uh and if someone tells me something's good depending on the person um if their track record is pretty solid i'll believe them but yeah yeah no it's word of mouth is definitely great speaking of house i i didn't get a chance to ever try it i should probably order one but when we launched the website i was the first order i ran a test order so technically i was the first customer of house but they thought that it was just a test order i actually wanted it i paid for it i wanted it but they canceled the order and refunded me so i never got i was waiting i was like wow this is a terrible post-purchase experience i didn't even get I didn't get a tracking, and then I saw it was canceled. I was like, "Oh, I was bummed out." Well, I, they thought it was a test order. Next time, I have to order some for the holidays, but because I definitely like to try it out. Uh, beautiful website, beautiful work by Jin Lane. Uh, it was really fun working on that project, and th- they're a great opportunity for SMS. So I hope they are they are doing SMS. That would be really nice. Sure, um, but um, it is something we're recommending to some new clients right now. Yeah, I would say there's no one too big to if you're like concerned that it's going to be too much to manage or you'll be getting texts from people left and right. Probably won't. You'll probably have yeah, never you'll never have concern. anyone who texts who texts you first. Um, I would say if like you're a one person team, like a really small merchant, mm-hmm. SMS is probably not right for you. But there's no like right or wrong answer. I would just gauge on your I would almost say social base is a good gauge of uh sms fit because if you have a pretty decent social interaction like you don't have to be huge you don't have to be verified and have the blue check mark but if you do have a lot of good social engagement you probably do have a somewhat decent customer base who i think would respond really well to sms so it's a new thing it's you know uh it's a new thing sure but it's not scary actually getting into it now it's probably better than getting into it later the more something becomes established we've seen this with twitch for example look how much easier it was to become a streamer five years ago and even then i personally thought it was much harder than it was back then i mean people look that way for everything like youtube five years ago people saying oh like youtube's they're they're peaked like i can't be a youtuber five years ago was probably the best time to be on youtube compared to now still killing it yeah and next it's year, cool. that'll even be more so the case. Everything is easier yeah. to get into now than it will be a year from now. Yeah. So 100%. if it makes sense, might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. And that goes for anything. And that's something I'm going to be talking about more and more. And I hate to plug it, but I'm starting uh, another podcast uh, for my personal side of things. It's going to be more about being an entrepreneur and a founder. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to touch on and have touched on in the first uh, episode is is just taking that first step like you mentioned like youtubers it's so much difficult so much more difficult now than five years ago well that's going to be the case five years from now it's not going away these platforms aren't going away it's never too late uh, you have to take that first step from when it's either starting a personal brand or, or getting on a new platform uh, or just taking that step to start a business or grow a business or change what you're doing in your current business and, and maybe that's sms you know, thinking about saying, hey, I don't want to be the first one in it, or I don't want to be an early adopter, uh, or saying it's, you know, it's going to be too much now. 
Well, now's the time to start trying it because then three years from now or a year from now or five years from now, you're going to be kicking yourself and be like, I should have did that five years ago. Look what happened with TikTok. Look at TikTok. I, I mean, especially regardless, regardless of any of the fact TikTok. that it might be going away. Um, well, hey, hey there's, uh, you know, uh, Instagram's got a... Uh, Instagram's got like something else. Although, although Instagram Stories, Reels, yeah. Oh, the thing Reels, is, though, if TikTok Reels. goes away, um, everyone who was big on TikTok is just going to go to Reels, so it'll be the same. But yeah. for now, no, you a lot of people are. Me now. I'm done. Right. I don't talk about TikTok. I think I think we covered uh, everything we can about SMS. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more in the future. Um, uh, we have some really cool things coming out when it comes to content. We're going to be publishing some more blog posts. We have some more articles coming out, some more podcasts, hopefully. David, I'm looking yeah. at you. Um, <laughs> and uh, keep an eye out for those. Yeah, and to bring up a a, uh, a virtual meetup, an event that will not be uh, yes. over by the time this gets published, um, Avex is sponsoring a virtual Shopify meetup with Rebuy. Presented yes. by Refersion, it's Thursday, September 17th. We'll put a link to signing up for it in the description. And it will be all about how brands can increase customer lifetime value while reducing acquisition costs and churn. And it'll have some amazing guests from uh, like Refersion themselves, uh, and then the CEO and co-founder of Rendelco, and then the founder of Taproom. So... Awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah. You won't hear you won't hear us speaking, but uh, it'll be filled with a lot of great speakers there. I don't think we've ever sponsored anything before. I don't know what to do. No. I don't know what to do this when you're is, not doing anything. I don't think we have to do anything. I think we just did it. I think what we're supposed to do, we just did it. We all right. So we're sponsoring it. Um, <laughs> really cool to be part. Of it. It's the official Shopify meetup for Hoboken. Um, so yeah, definitely make sure to check that out. It's virtual, so you can either watch it live, and I'm sure they're going to send a recording, which is which is what we do at everything now. Um, so yeah. Thanks for, for calling that out. Um, and until next time, thanks for checking out the Agency X podcast. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.